Sanderson after it. Passes behind the goal, right out in front. There's Denise. He scores! Hey, hey, what do you say, Captain Denise? 2-0, Whalers. What a fitting third period to have the captain come up big. I thought in a second about him being so close to 20. I think it would be a great story for Kevin Denise. It's meant so much to this city. We'll get you an update on practice a little bit later in the hour. Dave Boland skating on a line with Clarkson and Raymond. Jonathan Bernier back in action as well. So we'll get you an update a little bit later in the hour. Get to our Leafs Lunch Lineup Contest Player of the Day. We've got a uh, longtime player in studio. Former teammate of yours, O-Dog. And I'm sure this guy has sniped a few on you, Noodles. I can only imagine. Uh, Played more than 1,100 games in the NHL. uh, Head coach. Just won a gold medal in Sochi with the women's. And he was just announced as the national men's under-18 team coach. He's in town because tomorrow night, the coaches' appreciation night at the Leafs game, they're going to help celebrate and launch Mark's coaches' appreciation program. Here is Kevin Deneen. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, I am great. Getting a chance to come up here and uh, Hockey Central uh, in Toronto and uh, get up to see the Leafs play tomorrow night. That's going to be a good hockey game. Looking forward to that. So uh, great to be in Canada. Still have the family down in Florida. But, uh, yeah, still got a little Sochi buzz going here. Really? Yeah. How was it? It was, I, I can't say enough about it. I mean, obviously it ended pretty well for uh, for our team, but uh, just the whole experience, you know what? Olympics being part of a, a team, not just the hockey team, but, you know, the whole Olympic t- uh, atmosphere was incredible, you know, Putin's taken a lot of abuse uh, lately. He's getting beat up on, but I tell you oh, what, yeah. he he hit a uh, he hit a home run on the Black Sea. That was a uh, well uh, well well put on uh, affair. So you're in the gold medal game. You're down a goal, and you know they keep panning. The camera always pans to Dude, you. But and... who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just. Yeah. I mean, you're stone faced, and then, like I say, it it just you could see the emotion level rise of the game. I mean, for you inside, is it something that you have to kind of contain to make sure that everyone on the bench has that? Or was it like the Yankees-Red Sox factor where I remember one series, Brett Brett Boone was in the dugout and Derek Jeter there down to nothing. He goes, don't worry, the ghosts will come back. And and, and sure enough, there's a home run, the Yankees win. Was that the kind of feeling or how was it? it? it You know what? I get asked a lot of what the difference between men's and women's hockey yeah. is or the athletics. You know what? It's a really emotional bunch. It, they, the intensity that, that they just they come to play the game, you know. But there's a lot of uh, veteran presence in that uh, group. But when we scored that goal, you know what? You could just see our bench literally explode. And, um, you know, I think sometimes your team reads off you a little bit, and uh, instead of kind of riding that emotion, I thought it was better just to settle them down. You know what? There's still 50 seconds left in the game, and that team was reeling on the other side. I thought we had a chance, literally in regulation, to maybe snipe another one there. So, you know, trying to figure out, I had three centermen on the ice with the goalie pulled, so trying to figure out who was going out next yeah. was a little bit of a challenge. My fourth centerman hadn't played in a period and a half. Uh, Melody Dau, so a little bit of thinking going on there, but uh, you know it all turned out pretty well in the end. Kevin Deneen in studio. Um, the the women's game has been talked about a lot for a number of years, where you've got the upper tier with the Canadians and the Americans, and then you got the Finns and the Swedes who are starting to push, but they're not quite there yet. And the Swiss as and well. the Swiss. Uh, yeah. When you got to the tournament, though, I think again most people over here had it as a foregone conclusion. You're getting to the gold medal game. As a coach, I can't imagine that's the mentality you want seeped into the room. How do you avoid, not complacency, 
but a sense of accomplishment before you have. Well, and and that goes back even a, a month or two before that we were talking about the schedule that the uh, players had gone through, the conditioning, and how we were building up for one game. And I was kind of like, whoa, what what about those uh, four games before that? And uh, I, I, there, there's more talent. There's more talent in the U.S. and in Canada than the rest of the world. But those teams, I tell you what, they gave us some really good battles uh, for us. It was a mixed review on the uh, win-loss record before I got there, but uh, once we got there, I really felt we'd gone to Austria for 10 days and spent that time together, uh, and I could really feel that group start to come together. And Hockey Canada, I can't say enough about them. They really put uh, a, a schedule together, how organized, prepared they are for that tournament. And when we did hit there, I think we were feeling really good about ourselves and... Uh, uh, those weren't easy games against the, the uh, Finns or, or Switzerland. So, uh, but uh, the, the last one's certainly a special one. There was a lot of talk throughout the tournament how those other nations you just mentioned are kind of making the next step or getting closer. But the way I look at it is the Canadian women and the American women are getting better too. Yeah. So it's almost the separation isn't getting any better. Do you see a situation maybe in the next Olympics that two or three of these countries or nations can actually compete, or is it just going to be the same thing again? Yeah. USA versus Canada. I know there was the one, I believe it was in Italy, where uh, one team got bounced. I think the Americans didn't yeah. play for the gold medal. Yeah. Can you see that happening? I, yeah. I, well, and that's fair. I, I, you look at that, our, our girls are just heading over U18 or heading over to Hungary right now. It looks like they're going to win their first game uh, this morning by, by my last check. But... Uh, to me, it's it's part of the reason that I'm here this uh, this weekend. When you're uh, at at the corporate level and uh, you are able to. Um you know, get associated with a company like Marks. That's what you need at that grassroots level to grow the game. You know, and those countries, uh, whether it's in Finland or Sweden, cost money for ice time, for equipment, for travel, for coaches. You know, to to you know, we're so fortunate to have Sport Canada support our players and all our athletes, not just hockey, but our bobsledders, our track and field athletes. You know, that's an important aspect that we take that seriously. We look at that as something that's a worthy investment, and that's what's got to happen in those countries. And then those kids are going to start playing, and they're going to start improving. But it's a uh, it's a t- tough uh, tough group to catch these Canadians. I tell you, it's a, a, amazing to be a part of of uh, the Canadian Olympic Committee, a part of Sport Canada, and for me, Hockey Canada. I mean, even that one goal, the, the Poulin goal, the quick release, it was almost like a it was like a man's NHL type yeah. risk. And those other countries, a lot of those yeah. women, they they can't do that. It's well, not even close. So we're, we're talking about the best player in the world. I I can't say enough about her as a player. Mm-hmm. The way she plays the game, her poise, but you know what? She's just an awesome person. She doesn't say a lot. You know, yeah. She's got a quiet demeanor. She was hurting in, in the Olympics. She had twisted her ankle. She missed almost a month and a half. She came back. It was one of those ankle injuries that every time, you know, once a game, you'll turn it the wrong way, and it would really bite for five, ten minutes, but she'd be right back out there. And, uh, boy, what a special player. She's got a long future. I uh, I see her taking a little trip to downtown Toronto here in a few years for a ceremony.
Kevin Deneen is in studio. He's going to be at the game tomorrow night hosting a coaches at the Leafs game to help celebrate the launch of Mark's Coaches Appreciation Program. He's also been announced as the head coach of the National Men's Under-18 team. So we'll get into that. We'll get his thoughts on the Maple Leafs at this point and being a teammate in a roomie with the O-Dogs. So we'll dig deep. <laughs> it's coming up. Kevin Deneen in studio. This is Leafs Here Lunch, TSN 1050. Lease Lunch brought to you by Lease Busters. It's so easy to get out of your car lease at Canada's number one lease takeover marketplace, Lease Busters. Avoid penalties in early termination. Go to leasebusters.com. The Maple Leafs skating today down at the MasterCard Center. We'll get you an update later in the hour. Ray pulling an audible. Ray's been all over the continent. Actually, he's basically been from Vancouver to Toronto to Detroit. It's going to be like Patrick Kane's dad. He's going to go to every one of his kids' home games. Right. Well, listen, Detroit won again last night. Landon played pretty well, so he's got to be a happy man at this point. Uh, Kevin Deneen in studio, former teammate of yours. <laughs> he played with Ray, oh, too. Ray. And Pee Wee. Yes, I did. Yeah, I'm <laughs> surprised that he's... Uh, a strong voice right now. <laughs> Couldn't be happier. I saw that uh, Landon as a little rugrat. You know, I, people used to tell stories about me like that. And to see these guys that we played with and see their kids coming into the NHL, yeah. Rhino's kid's going to be a high-end draft pick this year. Really exciting. It really Sammy is. Sammy Kapanen's so. kid. I remember seeing him just a little pipsqueak running around it, the dressing room. Exactly. He's going to go in the first you know, round this year. Really? So it's something to be said. There's a pretty good atmosphere for those kids to grow up in. And uh, you know what? I give Landon a little credit. He's put a little time in in Grand Rapids in the A, and uh, uh, it's good to see him get his chance. So good to see Dad out there following him around. Oh, he's a happy he's man He's a at proud this point. papa, which what he should be. Do you think he's chirping Landon like he chirps everyone else that he's ever <laughs> met? What are the chances? Well, I think they're pretty tight, but I, I wonder who in that yeah. family out of the four boys has the Ray gene as far as the chirpiness. Is it the, I just want Ray to do one game one? and land and throw a pizza and end up in the net and see what goes down. <laughs> see if Ray has enough jam yeah. to say, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Because he's not shy, man. No. That's, why, that's why he's great as an analyst. But Ray he will say, destroy that somebody. is a 12-inch pepperoni oh, yeah. right through the middle. Yeah. 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 I wonder, that would be tough, though. I was doing hypotheticals in the That's Hockey office. I said, what if Landon catches a guy like Kessel coming across the middle and crushes him, and, and Kessel's out? And and Ray's and it's a questionable hit or something. And Ray's got to talk about. And Ray's on this and, show. And every we're on the day. panel, and yeah. and we are saying what a greasy hit or what. Yeah. What did you think of that dirty, filthy hit from that Ferrero? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Ray? Throw the book at him. That's the thing. That, that's the scary part now yeah, yeah, that yeah. Ray's in this business. Hey, that's part of the package. Yeah. yeah. Well, all your buddies. Yeah. I mean, everyone's. There's still a lot of people yeah. that are kicking around from your era, right? That no you would have played with. Yeah, a lot. A lot of guys are out there that. Uh, our uh, Mike Liute doing uh, a player player rep, you know, Dave Tippett and Joel Quinville on the other side, Dean Evison. You know, that's what the great thing about the game is, you know, coaching the U18 here, going over there and getting a chance to represent Canada again. I have a feeling I'm going to see a few scouts. I'm going to bump into a few guys that might want to chit-chat about some of these teams that are going to get drafted this summer because, you know what, you can sit in the stands, you can watch guys play, but... You know, there's always nice to hear what a, how, how a player conducts himself off the ice as well. So, uh, you know, it's a small community, this hockey world. It's great to see some of these uh, young players coming in. Do you see a difference in a lot of the young kids coming up now? I was uh, going to say, I mean, we, yeah. you were my roommate when you were... 32 when oh I was 19 God. and it was kind of a hard line you know it's like Jeff you should be doing this you should be doing that and it seems like there's a situation with Randy Carlisle and James Reimer where the quote from Randy Carlisle was 
Uh, he played okay last night. Just okay. Yeah. And James Reimer took that as if it was the biggest insult yeah. on earth. Uh, and there was some backlash from him. I mean, how do you handle this modern-day athlete where the old school, it seems to be just flying out of the game. It and, is. and you have to coddle and baby these guys. It is. It's gone. You know yeah. what? You... And it starts at a young age. They're yeah. 15. There's agents coming after them. There's junior teams promising the world. Yeah. And it's just, that's their expectations. That's the way it starts. I mean, there's kids in college where... NHL owners and general managers are getting on private airplanes to go see these guys oh, yeah. and promise them the world, and that's no way for a young kid to start their career. It, it's, it, it, we're, we're getting up where other sports are. That's right. We make these guys feel so special at a yeah. young age. It's going to be interesting to ask me that question in a month after working with these kids over in Finland for, mm -hmm. for the next three weeks, which I'm really looking forward to. But if you try to conduct your business like you used to, this is the way it is, go do it. You're not going to survive because you know what? There's a why to it. There's a question: Why are you making this decision? <laughs> and you need to have those communication skills to be able to coach, lead, teach. You know, there has to be that uh, ability because you know what? There also you has look to be across this board. I see information flying like that. So we always got information. Everybody wants to know why, and they want to know quick. So uh, a lot of thinking on your toes. To me, as long as you're incredibly honest and you're transparent, you tell people why and there's reasonings, you know, it's all about making hard decisions. Who's playing in net tomorrow night? Who's uh, uh, is bowling in or out? Those are hard calls. Who gets sat if he does come back in? Hard decisions every day. You know, the fun thing, it, there's always one hard one, but there's always a good one on the other side sometimes too. So, you know what, you just be real honest and uh, you like to think at the end of it, that you build up that relationship that people are going to trust that you're doing the right thing, what's best for the team. Kevin Deneen is in studio. He was just announced as the National Men's Under-18 head coach. Uh, he's also in town hosting a coaches' appreciation night at the Maple Leaf game tomorrow night to help celebrate the launch of Mark's coaches' appreciation program. Kevin, there's been a lot of talk in Toronto, uh, the way they played, and you've coached against this group for the last few years. Um, and I, and I know coaches don't want to critique other coaches in the way they conduct or, or, or do their business, but they haven't been a good defensive team all year. Where do you kind of look at that, or how do you look at that? Is it, is it the player's responsibility? Because the coach says all the right things. They have to be tighter defensively. Right. But at the end of the day... They, they don't do it. So it's, where is the disconnect there? How do you view that situation? I, I go back to my time. I mean, you've had video meetings yeah. about this team, yeah. uh, the way they play in their own end. Yeah. It's... And, and I, I worked with Randy in Anaheim. I was coaching in Portland while he was a head coach in, in uh, uh, Anaheim for the Ducks. And we always tried to mimic or mirror what the Ducks were doing as a system. Sure. And it was really easy. You know, sometimes they were playing a defensive style. And I was like, you know, well, you've got Pronger and you've got Niedermeyer back there and Boschman holding down the fort. You know, it's th there's a, it's somewhat a, easy to play defense with that. You can sit there and you can do that. So sometimes it's based on personnel. And uh, uh, my feeling is that you work with what you have. And uh, for me, when I think of this team here in Toronto, like we were talking about off air, I'm a little bit. This is how far I'm behind the times. I'm a week behind the time. Last time I was really checking in with the Leafs, they'd gone out and did a heck of a job in. Uh, California, and there was a good buzz. Now, all of a sudden, a week later. So things change so quickly around the team. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it really is. is. Yeah. You know, so I'm not avoiding the question, but uh, uh, when I think of Toronto, I think of high-end, skilled offensive forwards. I don't look at them as a strong 
uh, I don't look at them or think of them about their defense other than if I was coaching against them that that's an area that you have to try to exploit. You mentioned, and we were talking about this earlier, in this town, it is volatile. It can change. The mood can go up and down. This time last week, the Maple Leafs were second place in the Atlantic, and people are saying, okay, home ice, we're rolling here. Yeah. Six days later, it's like just backdoor, get in, do whatever you have to to make sure you survive. Um, in terms of the panic and the idea of that seeping, seeping into the room, what was more difficult for you to to deal with the idea of panic seeping into your mind as a player or as a coach? I think you, 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 Oh boy. I think you really feel, I think you feel that sense of desperation that, uh, that if you're Ottawa and there's three and a half minutes left in the game and, and Montreal scores one, you go, okay, all right, we're all right. And then all of a sudden they score that next one. Now you're just looking at the clock going, God, I hope that thing clicks quick. Everybody's looking and it's like, okay, here comes the wave. And the way I describe it, well, team goes into what I call a prevent defense. You know, you're trying to stop that big place, right? We're in Toronto. We know prevent defense. Well, they're through. They keep nailing you underneath. They keep on coming at you. And what are you doing? You're preventing yourself from winning. Is what you're doing. So, uh, you know, it's not a good feeling, either spot as a coach or a player. As a coach or a player, you look back, and the goaltender is a good goaltender, somebody that you can rely on. We were talking off air about Jonathan Bernier. Yeah. Is that something that you as a coach, when you know you have a stud in net, you you have that confidence to play a little bit differently? Is it, is it something that even as a, as a former player, when you knew you had somebody that was that good or capable of that, is it is it a different mindset? It is. Uh, you know, for me, going into the uh, Olympic gold medal game, I didn't uh, – make a goaltending decision until the day before because we had two really competent goalies that had played both played very well in the Olympics they both won two games uh, Charlie Labonte is a is a real mature steadying uh, a player who's got an incredible respect of her teammates and had, uh, had has a good history where Zabados is a player that you know plays a little bit on emotion she's got that fire and a little bit of that uh, and piss and vinegar, I guess I yeah. can say, to her. And what that does is I felt that's kind of the way that game was going to play it out, and that we were going to need somebody to stand up and be a difference maker. And, boy, did she play a hockey game. She played a whale of a game. Uh, I've seen Bernier get back to the Leafs. I've seen him uh, at the American League level. He certainly didn't steal a series from me, but he was the difference in the win and loss. So uh, if I'm a Leaf or a Leaf fan, I'm very comfortable with him and Ned. Uh, and that's personal. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. What's the most important job of a coach? The most important job is to, I think, keep things on track. I guess that's real simplified. I mean, you know, you're coaching with Hockey Canada or at the NHL level. There's great layers of support below you and above you. There's a lot of help. There's a lot of people that, that uh, deal with a lot of uh, the, the, the small details of the game. You know, these coaches that I'm going to get to hang out with in the next couple of days, they're not all hockey coaches. You know, some might coach basketball or they might coach tennis. They might coach a different sport. You know, I, we, it was fun to see how many 
I, there's a, a good Canadian content going in in that NC2A uh, brackets oh, that, yeah. that are happening right now. So you know what? There's there's great coaches, and for that minor league coach, you don't have that that kind of support. So there's the organizing of your practice travel all that go with that at the NHL level or with the national teams you need to keep your team on message and make sure that uh, they're playing the way they need to play that there's accountability and um, you know certainly from my experiences with the women's team uh, it was an easy job because I had this great leadership group that uh, were just a pleasure to be around at the pro level where does motivation come into play I think motivation is huge in all sports. Let's not kid ourselves. It, uh, it makes a difference. It's, there's a small edge. You know, you watch a game, you watch who's number 30 in the league. You know, Buffalo last night going into Edmonton, but Buffalo's played some, well, better coming, hockey, out, coming anyway. out of the Olympics, they, they yeah. played some good, good games against some good teams. So every game's up. Up, up for grabs, and I know Teddy Nolan's an emotional guy. That's what kind of buttons he pushes with his team. That can work in that short time frame. It's just making sure that uh, your team is prepared every night. These long. Now we're getting down into the teens and single digits in the season. You know what? This is when it gets hungry. This is when it gets nasty, and uh, your team needs to be prepared. I'm a believer that um, uh, emotion. Uh, plays a large part in sports. Yeah, and the reason we bring that up is because the Leafs have been slow starters the past couple of weeks, and it's really been a conversation all year. And we talked to UO. Well, what, what it is, it's frustrating, right? Because you know the emotion should be there well, at this that's critical it. time, right? And when they start the way they do, th- there ultimately is no emotion. And that's, I think, a question people throw out: Is but, that on Carlisle to get them going? Yeah, is it, it on the players to be pros? It comes back to what Kevin was saying: Is you know the game's changed a lot. You know, there's sometimes, and we talk about Daryl Sutter at length all the time because I have a close relationship with him. There's times where Daryl Sutter would, you know, literally kick a guy in the ass on, on the bench. Yeah. I mean, that's he has that old school. And, yep. But there's yep. certain guys you have to rub their back and you have to find a way to press their buttons. And, you know, that's that'll be the challenge for Randy Carlisle is what buttons to press here down the stretch. And you're going to be at the ACC tomorrow uh, hosting a Coaches Appreciation Night, and it's going to help to celebrate the launch of Mark's Coaches Appreciation Program. What should we be expecting? People are going to be down there, or what's the story tomorrow No, night? it's going to be a pretty low-key event. I think what we're trying to do in Mark's is, is making a statement that you know, we're trying to grow the game at the grassroots level. And uh, when uh, you have a large company like that, Canadian Tire group of uh, of companies that, that are behind minor sports that are trying to celebrate coaches, you know what? I, I feel like, you know, Olympics a little different. You know, it gets to be very inspiring. You watch these athletes that work for four years and, and have success we feel that there's always somebody on that next layer behind them that maybe help them uh, with direction along the way. And, uh, you know, you build up into those uh, those moments. But I think you talk to any athlete, somewhere along the line, somebody was very influential in their lives. It might be a parent. A lot of times it's a coach that has dedicated some time, that commitment to uh, uh, come out there. So I think we're going to bring about 20, 25 coaches into uh, watch a great hockey game yep. tomorrow night, enjoy the evening, and to uh, maybe give them a little acknowledgement. But no doubt there's a lot more of those guys at home that uh, aren't getting a pat on a bat or a, uh, a trip to a Leaf game for uh, what they do. 
It's going to be a great one tomorrow night. You can't go wrong. Leafs Habs on a Saturday night. Great catching up with you. Thanks for popping in. My pleasure. That is Kevin Deneen, longtime NHLer, over 1,100 games, head coach of the Panthers, just won a gold with our women over in Sochi, and he's the head coach of the National Men's Under-18 team as well. We appreciate him popping in. Leafs Lunch continues. This is TSN 1050.